This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, and thank you for joining me for this little 15-minute nugget of an episode. Today, we're going to be talking about some mom hacks that stick and work with ADHD. And shout out to Rhonda, who is an attendee in our Mom Ignited Summit. She posted in there that she was looking for hacks like these. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a great podcast episode. So hi, Rhonda. And if you have not yet joined the Mom Ignited Summit, what are you waiting for? It is a free ticket. I'm putting the link in the show notes. Please come and join us. Officially, it starts October 9th, but we are having a pre-party in there with tons of games and prizes. Bingo. You're missing a lot. You're really missing a lot. I don't want to put that FOMO in there, or maybe I do, because you need to come over to the summit. So enough about that. Here at No Guilt Mom, our mission is to help you go from martyr to model so that you're the role model showing your kids what a fulfilled adult life looks like. And that's you pursuing your own joy, your own passions, and maybe you need a little help figuring out what that is. And that's where we're here to help. Today's episode, I am super excited about because I have ADHD. I am a woman with ADHD where my symptoms have shown up ever since childhood. My ADHD is mixed a little bit with anxiety. I remember I was eight years old. My mom was late coming home from work, and I just remember pacing 
up and down the sidewalk in front of our house, looking around the corner of our street and waiting for her little white car to come around that corner. And that feeling in the pit of my stomach that something bad had happened when really she was like five minutes late and I just stopped at the grocery store before she came home. But I have many instances of that in my life where this overwhelming emotion has just crippled me. Like I can't think when I have that much anxiety. And I recently got diagnosed with ADHD based a little on that anxiety and also learning more about how ADHD shows up in adult life. Honestly, it was always with me. I was that girl shaming myself for not being able to pay attention in class. I would go every day into social studies or government in high school and I tell myself, okay, this is the day. This is the day I'm going to pay attention to the entire thing. And I sit down with the best of intentions and all of a sudden my mind goes somewhere else. Just like one little thing can spur a totally different thought in my head. And then I start going down this little rabbit hole where five, six minutes later, I'm back and I'm like, oh, shoot. I have missed completely what the teacher's talking about. And I have no idea how this relates to what they were talking about earlier. And I struggled with that all through school. Maybe some of this sounds familiar to you, or maybe you already know that you have ADHD and you struggle with attention and you struggle with huge emotions. And maybe you have a challenge to stay organized. It's common. One other thing that is really, really interesting about ADHD, it's called rejection-sensitive dysphoria. And it is this tendency to feel severe emotional pain with feelings of failure or feelings of being rejected. And it can also manifest itself in rage, which I think has a lot to do with parenting. Because when you have a kid who is not listening to your requests, you feel rejected quite a lot. And that can also spur some pretty intense emotions. (laughs) Now, know with all of this, I'm not a therapist. I am a teacher first and foremost. I like to read. I like to research. I like to find out all I can about things. And so for this episode, that is what this is going to be. This is my research. I am showing to you in a fun way because we're fun here at No Guilt Mom. And it's also me teaching and me just sharing what works for me. So are you ready? Okay, here's your first mom hack when you have ADHD because it's really hard to stay organized and it's hard to stay focused. So the first thing I recommend, and I'm actually going to give you a rundown before I give you all five. You ready? So number one, buy experiences, not objects. Number two, use a timer for the things that you don't want to do. Number three, body double when you have to do some work. That's a great strategy. Number four, put everything you can on autopilot. And I'm going to give you some specific examples of things you can put on autopilot. And then finally, number five, give yourself permission to drop what you can't handle. Okay, you ready? Let's get into this. First of all, number one, buy experiences, not objects. Oh my goodness. So 
going to this whole tendency we have of getting distracted, I know that when I have a mess around me or I just have a lot of stuff I need to sort through, be it the mail, be it I just went to a conference and I have this huge pile of swag to sort through, I I don't do well. I don't do well at all. Like so much, in fact, that when I go to conferences lately, I don't get the swag. I'm like, "Mm, that could stay right there. We don't need that. Because the mere thought of making a decision with all that completely overwhelms my brain. And also, when I have that stuff, then I have to go and organize it. And I'm not good at organization. I lose interest like halfway through the project I'm working on and would rather go and put my attention on something else. So this goes a lot with kids stuff in particular as well, because in our family, I don't want to buy my kids a lot of toys. If I have to spend my time organizing, it's not going to happen. Like everything has to go in a box. And that's why we tend to buy experiences instead of stuff. It works better because you have those memories and don't think that you need to make a photo album of all those memories. Don't go down that rabbit hole. I've been there. (laughs) You can just have the memory in your head and you don't have to deal with any of the stuff to sort through. You can use this for gifts for other people too. buy them a ticket to the zoo or plan an outing at a restaurant and invite them to come along it is so much better for your brain and then you have less stuff to deal with as well so that's number one buy experiences not objects number two use a timer for those things you don't want to do So say you do have a big organizing job in front of you. You brought a lot of stuff home. Maybe you went to Costco. You saw a lot of good deals. You had to bring them. And now you have to sort through it all. And you don't want to. It's way too overwhelming. That pile of stuff just sitting on your counter. You look at it. You're like, "Mm, nope. You turn the other direction and you put on Netflix. I'm totally with you. I am. I'm totally with you there. So this is a strategy that I've taught my kids as well, who also tend to get overwhelmed too. And that's using a timer for the things you don't want to do. And how this typically looks is I use this when I was writing my books. It's the only way I got through it. I would set a timer for 25 minutes. And in my brain, I'm like, well, I will sit and write for 25 minutes. And if only garbage comes out, fine, only garbage comes out. But I'm not going to spend any more time than that. We'll reassess then. I would then set the timer. I would probably be looking at my screen for maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And then I would just start typing. And stuff came out. And some of that stuff was good and usable. And I just wrote the book like that in little 25-minute segments. That was the only way I could focus, and that was the only way I could really finish a big project like that. So you can use a timer for things around your house too. My son uses a timer when we tell him to clean his room. Just last night, uh, we were going to go to Froyo. And he was asking for it. And he added this. He said, hey, if I clean my room by myself, can we get Froyo? And he said that. And I'm like, ooh, this gets me out of helping clean the room. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. And so he said, okay, I'm just going to set a timer for 15 minutes and see how much I can get done. And the kid is 10. He did it. He set a timer. Room was cleaned. I got Froyo too. It was a win-win. 
So use that timer, teach your kids to use a timer for the things that you don't want to do. Number three, body doubling. Oh my goodness. Have you heard of this strategy? This is when you have to work on a project. Maybe it is for work. Maybe it is decluttering. And all you do is you just have another person in the room doing the exact same thing you are. And that helps you focus. I don't know the science behind it, but I can tell you that it is a strategy that helps me immensely. We use it in our balance group as well for time blocking, where we sit down every Friday for 20 minutes and plan out our weekly calendar for the next week. We do it on a Zoom call. And so that is body doubling. It actually helps you stay focused and more productive. So see how you can use body doubling in your life as well. And after this break, we're going to get into our next tip about putting everything on autopilot. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. So we already went through the first three. Buy experiences, not objects. Use a timer for things you don't want to do. And body doubling. The fourth one is put everything you can on autopilot. This is so your brain doesn't get overwhelmed trying to make a multitude of decisions. So some things that I put on autopilot, I have my wardrobe, my clothing, my outfits on autopilot, meaning that I usually just buy shirts and jeans and that's what I wear. I wear a cute little top and I wear a pair of jeans or this one's a good one, jumpsuits. Jumpsuits are amazing and they work in a professional environment as well. So that is one way I've automated and put my life on autopilot. Another way is eating. 
I eat the same thing basically every day. For breakfast, it's either overnight oatmeal or frozen Eggo waffles with some fruit on it. For lunch, we use this service called Factor, which uh, is pre-prepared meals. So it's kind of like someone doing meal prepping for you, but it's an online company and they ship it and they're really yummy, really yummy, but they make a great quick lunch as well. It's very filling. And then meal planning. I do the meal planning for dinners and I just recycle. (laughs) I recycle meal after meal. We have a few meals in our house. We have hamburgers, which I'm probably going to make tonight, honestly. And it's just like a patty that we buy from the grocery store and I put it on the grill and I'm like done. We have chili. We have burrito bowls where I mix up some ground beef with taco seasoning. I make some rice and then we put all the toppings like a burrito on it. It's really good for our kids too because they don't like the same ingredients we do. So they get to customize and we buy Fritos with it. So that's another selling point of burrito bowls. So see how you can put your meal planning on autopilot by just having these really easy meals that you can rotate through and not have to give a second thought to. And number five is give yourself permission to drop what you can't handle. Give yourself the permission. You don't have to do everything. You're not meant to do everything. In our society, women are kind of forced into this caregiving role. Like that's what's expected of us. We are expected to take care of people. That is the bias our society has. So all this pressure you feel, that is just our cultural norms. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to stick to those cultural norms. No. And that's why I want to make you very, very aware of them. In fact, those cultural norms are causing women a fair amount of stress because it makes us think we do have to do it all. We have to work a full-time job and we have to fulfill all these household duties while taking care of our kids. And it's just way too much. So give yourself permission to drop Those things that, and I don't want to say the ones you can't handle because I think we're very competent. We can handle a lot. More like the things you just don't like to do. Don't feel guilty about dropping those. For me, one of them's cleaning. We have a wonderful cleaner who comes to our house every two weeks. I do not clean at all. And I would also say neither does my husband. We're partnered in that. We don't like cleaning. So we have outsourced that and allow that to happen. Now, did I feel really guilty for that at first? Yes, I did. We didn't have a cleaner growing up. Like that was a pretty, oh, like indulgent thing. I think that would be the word. And my mom did it all. And I saw my mom do it all. And it was awful on her. You can give it up. You can give up cleaning if you are in a place where you can get help in that, please give it up. Also, if you ever feel overstimulated, feel free to say no to events and parties where you know that'll happen because your brain, especially when you have ADHD, is so special, but it also takes in so much information. I am one of those people who I'm watching a movie and if they make a mistake in the cut where say a character has been eating a piece of pie, I'm the first to notice if that pie magically reappears, like if a piece magically reappears in the next scene and it takes me completely out of the movie just because that is what 
our brains are designed to do when we have ADHD. We notice everything. And that can like have a companion with overstimulation. So feel free to say no to those things. I went to a podcast conference. It was Podcast Movement. And they had the conference in this really large convention center room. And there were seven stages in that room at one time. So that when you went to listen to one talk, you can overhear all of the noise in the background. By noon, I was done. I could not handle anyone else. I was feeling rageful. That should be a word. I was feeling rageful and I knew it was because I was overstimulated. So when you feel like you're overstimulated, feel free to tap yourself out. Now, honestly, if you have younger children, that may be harder to do. It can still happen, though. I used to do it with my son. I would just play a video or, gosh, what did he like to watch? Peppa Pig, probably. I'd put on Peppa Pig, and then I'd go in the bathroom with the door open so that I can hear him just to get a break from all the noise. So that is five mom hacks for you that work with ADHD. Buy experiences, not objects, as much as you can. Use a timer for the things you don't want to do so that you can get them done in little chunks. Body double with someone else, be it through a screen or right there in person. Put everything you can on autopilot and then give yourself permission to drop what you don't want to handle and let yourself be free of it. You have to practice that. The guilt still stays. It lingers. But the more you practice dropping those things, the easier it will become. I promise you. So remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you, and I'll talk to you later. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.